This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, today's class is by Anonymous in the Schot of Yerusha, Elisheva Bat Abigail, Michal and Goldie Rivka Bat Leah to find the Zivug and for success. One thing is to find the Zivug. I also give you a bracha that you should find your Zivug and you should stay with your Zivug. Sometimes finding a Zivug is not the hardest thing in the world. Staying with your Zivug is a lot harder than finding sometimes a Zivug. May Hashem help us all. Sometimes a Shalom Bayit looks like a Trump-Biden or debate. So, I had triggers of that debate sometimes of my Shalom Bayit issues that I've had in the past. That's what I was thinking about. Anyway, on to bigger and better things. Tonight's class is going to be on how to master your goals through the energy of Kabbalah. Amazing class using secular concepts and bringing the Kabbalah into them. I'm going to take concepts that from very, very successful books and I'm going to take the Kabbalah and bring Kabbalah into it. Because at the end of the day, everything is the hidden light of the Torah. Also, this class is in the Rufur Shalem of Yachbil Dehadim Tova Basha and in the success of Gadiel Ben Sheva, Shefel Ben Sheva, Emel Ben Sheva, Reina Malka Tova Basha, and Shefa Ben Sheva. Okay, today's class is going to be on lesson 47 in the Kutim Moran, lesson 1 in the Kutim Moran, second half. And there's also this great book called a Rabbi Nachman's A Bit More Advice. This book was the book advice itself, but it was some of the information was added by Rabbi Shimshon Barsky. Rabbi Shimshon Barsky was a grandson of Rabbi Nachman. Great-grandson, I believe, of Rabbi Nachman. And he basically came up with a more modern version of, with a little bit of umph in, of the book advice itself. And this is, a, the book is called A Bit More Vice. Um, also, another announcement that I have, that uh, my rabbi, Rabbi Maimon, he's collecting money for people in Eretz Yisrael. A lot of people have hard times, obviously in Eretz Yisrael, the, the whole country is closed. And people have a hard time with work and with food. So I'm, he's raising money, and I'm helping him raise money. Baruch Hashem, so whoever can give money to Eretz Yisrael for food, strongly recommended. You can WhatsApp me your credit cards, and we can send him money. Because the reason, one of the best ways to have Shalom Bayit, specifically on the holidays, where do most people fight on the holidays? They fight on the table. You ever heard the term? He left the table. Got upset at the table. What do you mean we left the table? Why is the table such an area that people fight in? Because the table itself is a concept of judgment. The table itself is a place where you can have cleansing, and the table itself, if it's not, if the, if the, it's a mizbeach, we don't have a mizbeach today, so today our table is a mizbeach. So when we, that's why we have the salt on the table, we have all these things, we have the, a lot of things on the table itself. It's a rectification. You can actually get cleansing through eating, believe it or not. It's an unbelievable concept, which we're going to talk about eating today. But giving charity to other people, you're making them happy. So when you give charity to other people, 
what happens is Hashem makes, because you made somebody else's table happy, He's going to make your table happy. So it's a beautiful concept. That's why our sages say, make sure that when you're eating, that you took care of somebody else's table, because if not, the din comes on, on your table. You know, how, how could you be eating like a king, Whole Foods, five, $500 Whole Foods dinner, and this guy doesn't even have uh, you know, challah to eat. So there's din on the person. So it doesn't have to be my organization, or my organization. Do something for poor people, specifically before the holidays. Specifically because if we don't, then our tables are going to be judged. Because we're eating like kings and, and we have other people that are obviously struggling beyond their means to be able to provide. So I was very grateful. I prayed to be able to give charity before the holidays. And I was zochet to that this morning. Okay, so not talking about this concept about food. We're going to talk about the correlation between Sukkot and food. What is the correlation between Sukkot and food? Obviously, we are commanded on the first night to eat bread on, for Sukkot. And it is a biblical commandment. This year being that it's Shabbat, I, I don't think it's a biblical commandment, but we have to check into that. But the importance of eating, Rabbi Nachman tells us that each specific holiday, we're able to rectify one specific trait. That means each holiday, a person's able to have extra favor in heaven to help him rectify one specific desire that is controlling his life. So we know that the three desires Rabbi Nachman speaks to us about are money, sex, and food. Money, sex, and food are all in the realm of a person being in slavery and being in darkness. As our sages say, he takes it from a Gemara, and the Gemara is, refers to a person's nights. Give me a second, let me find the Gemara. One second. Perfect. Okay. So he says here, that we need our heart to serve Hashem. But when the heart is not serving Hashem, then the heart becomes a slave. Remember, the left side of our heart represents all of our pleasures. So the three cardinal pleasures are, again, wealth, craving food, and sexual pleasure. So on, for example, on Shavuot, we can rectify the sexual pleasure on that, on that holiday. Why? Because that, that whole holiday is about a union, a spiritual union, a zivug between us and the Torah. It's a new marriage. So that's where that is rectified. That's why the, the whole 49 days of Shavuot is the concept that the woman's in Nida, seven cycles, and she becomes all of a sudden in Shavuot, it goes from Nida to whiteness. That's why we eat white foods. It goes from red to white. We're going from Din to, to Chesed. The holiday of Pesach is a holiday that we could rectify the craving for money. Specifically, why? Because at the end of the day, and the, right before the, we left Egypt, we left with plenty, plenty of wealth. But that wealth... Hashem, we didn't even want to take it. Hashem gave it to us. So that day itself is a day that you can rectify. Pesach is a day to rectify that. Now, food obviously is on the holiday of Sukkot because the holiday of Sukkot itself represents the gathering of the food, gathering of, of, of the gathering of, the, of all the grains and stuff like that. So that's why each one specifically is able to rectify that. Let me take the whole concept of one second. And he explains this from a Gemara and Brachot. And he says, The night consists of three watches. Each watch 
the Holy One, blessed be He, sits and roars like a lion, and God roars from on high. The sign that each watch is as follows. The first watch, a donkey brays. So the Gemara is talking about the three parts of the night, and how do you know which part of the night? And he refers it to the first part of the night, you hear the donkey bray. The second part of the night refers to the dog's barking. And the third part of the night refers to an infant nursing from its mother's breast. This is what happens in the night. How do you know, our saviors are talking about, how do you know which part of the night you're in? And these are the, these are the signs of this. So Rav Nachman talks about that each sign represents, for example, the dog's barking. The dog's barking rep- represents a person not having dogs and never satisfied with for food. Correct? The donkey braze represents parnasa, and the mother's breast represents sexual temptation. So these three things rep- represent the night. So we know, and specifically on Sukkot itself, a person can ask for a renewal of his dot in the ability of eating. So everything's rectified through dot. So on Sukkot itself, Hashem, I have a food addiction. Please help me renew my mindset, renew my dot, so I'm able to handle this food addiction. And we know today we're talking, referring here to emotional eating. Emotional eating is probably one of the biggest issues in the Jewish community that people are going through. Again, just because it's kosher, it doesn't mean it's good for you. It doesn't mean it's good for you just because it's kosher. If food is taking away energy from us, then it's not good for us. If food is giving us energy, then you're using the food to serve Hashem. But if the food is taking away your energy, and the way you eat is going to affect the way you pray, the way you learn, the way you're, you deal with your life. With Amuna, we're able to face our, face our stuff. With, fa- with fear, we stuff our face. So you could see how emotional eating and, and avoiding life is very, very connected. And this is what Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 47. So again, on, specifically on this holiday, you can pray to, to ask Hashem for specifically help with food addictions, to be able to lose weight, to have more energy, etc. And the reason why it's so important is because you can see when somebody loses weight, what's the first thing that changes? Is their face. They look younger. They have light on their face. It's amazing the first thing that people that changes in a person is a person they look more youthful. So why? Because that person is facing the truth. When a person, what's the opposite of facing the truth? Going into darkness, a darkened face, a face of darkness, a face of hiding, which is the opposite of what? Facing life. So Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 47 that when a person is sunken for the craving of food, he's very far away from the truth. And you could be certain that he is going to be set by strict judgments. This, is desire, this desire is a mark of poverty. It's going to lead to poverty. Such a person will experience disgrace and humiliation. Well, it's, it means pretty harsh. And when despised, a, per, a person's face will unfortunately will fall. The opposite is true. When a person breaks his craving for food, the Holy One performs miracles through him. And the illumination of the face is connected to the truth, which is connected to the 13 attributes of mercy. So Ramachman is telling you here that the reason why we're overeating is very connected to our emotional state of mind. We're all going through pain. 
We all want to eat away our problems. But what happens is the same thing, this food, marijuana, heroin, you're avoiding the issue. You're avoiding responsibility. You're avoiding growth. You're avoiding taking, transforming that situation. So what we do is instead, if we have pain, instead of not thinking, we just eat. By eating and not dealing with these issues, not only do we not resolve these issues, but it leads us to further sleep. And you're not, in, and you're not eating with the intention for what? To serve your creator. You're, in, you're eating with the intention to avoid pain and gain pleasure. Now, we're all human beings. You can go out to dinner. You can go. But is food all day long in your mind? This is what we're talking about. Is food all day long in your mind? Also, we have to be conscious. We have to recognize. If I eat the shawarma in the middle of the day, bread, meat, sodium, french fries, whatever you got going on, there's a good chance that by one o'clock, they're going to be looking for you. And they might not find you because you might be sleeping. So if the food is so heavy that you're eating and you're not recognizing that your stomach works very hard to digest things. And just like you, you can't have five times. I can tell you, do five things at one time. Do this, do this, do this, do this. You're going to be like, I can't, it's too much. So your stomach doesn't know how to digest these five different things at one time. And it's overworking it. What happens? You're sleeping. You're sleeping. So we, want, we don't want to stuff our face. We want to sit, face our stuff in life. I know it's difficult, guys. There's no shortage of problems. There's no shortage of challenges in life. There's no shortage of it. Believe me. But you have one thing that's going to help you. It's called prayer and dot. Everything else is not going to help you. I promise you. I've tried everything. Only things that can help you that I've seen results is dot and tefillah. If, if those two are not on the menu, the chances are the rest will give you temporary relief. But just like you see, you're driving on the highway and you see, a, you see the light coming on, engine light comes on, and you put a sticker on there. It's not really going to help you. Yes, you don't have to look at it. You have a sticker there. But the bottom line is, eventually, it doesn't go away. And we have to accept this in life. We have to accept that we're never going to be comfortable. I've come to the recognition, thank you Hashem, for giving me the realization that I will never be comfortable in my life. And I've come to accept that that is okay. I came to the acceptance that I will not be comfortable ever. And it is what it is. It is what it is. Being uncomfortable is going to be the new comfortable. And once you, the whole key is we're, not, we're getting a person to start accepting situations, accept being dissatisfied, and that will be your satisfaction. Your, your marriage is not going to be 100% on all the time, I promise you, no matter who you are, because your wife, money, children, all of these things are vehicles on how to get your heart closer to Hashem. Bottom line. And if you look at it that way, you no longer, you recognize it's all spiritual work. All spiritual work. The problem is when we're too focusing on the issues and not focusing on the spirituality. So food is a place where people avoid pain. And by avoiding pain, what happens is, not only are you not fixing that issue, 
but that issue becomes worse and worse. Because now I'm dealing with the addiction, and now I've got to deal with the problem still. The problem hasn't gone away. <laughs> I have to deal with both now. So imagine dealing with being overweight, diabetes, and I still got all these problems. You understand? So running away from pain is what's causing more pain. And obviously, nobody's going nobody's gonna to look at you if you're eating. It's, it's quiet. You're doing it by yourself. But believe me, your creator's looking at it. And it's okay to cheat once in a while. We don't want to be fanatics either. I cheat a little bit, no problem. But it's not, it's not a, I'm not thinking about it all day long. If I have it, I have it. I enjoy chocolate. I enjoy this. But it, again, a limit. If it's too, too much, it takes away your energy. Now, where this does not work, where this concept, where you, where you don't have this extraneous concept of klipot and all that, is on Shabbat, in the holidays. There you are permitted to eat more because that food, not only, not only is it beneficial, but it blesses the whole week. So on Shabbat, it's the exact reverse. You can eat more. You can be, a person can, can, has a less aspect that the food will tire him out because that is more spiritual eating than during the week where there's aspect of spirituality and physicality. So that's the difference on Shabbat. A person can eat 10, 10 times more and he can, again, not 10 times more, but he can eat more, he can enjoy desserts, he can enjoy that, and it's not going to affect him spiritually like it will affect you during the week. Very, very important. And this is exactly what Reb Nachman says here. Reb Nachman says in this book that yesterday somebody called me saying that they keep on getting bad dreams by what they eat. There is this concept. Everything, every time you eat a specific food, this affects the way you, what you dream. Merachman says here, the food you eat may sometimes cause you to have bad dreams. If you eat improperly, you will have vulgar dreams. Vulgar dreams may result, God forbid, in other seminal emissions, God forbid. The recommendation is, is to eat with joy. You should have eat with joy. Again, the opposite of not eating with joy is emotional eating. So if I eat with simcha, then the food has a completely different effect on my body. Then if I'm eating out of anger, if I'm eating out of sadness, if I'm eating out of sorrow, I have to eat with simcha. As it says, bless your God. When you eat, you're satisfied, you bless your God. Instead of the opposite, where the food becomes part, again, it takes over the person. Rav Nachman even says that a person should, a person should eat he should eat, the Rambam says, I'm sorry, the Rambam says you should eat three quarters of what you're full. That is the law. Eat three quarters. Don't eat more. Don't, never eat 100% full and eat three, three quarters of it. Rav Nachman talks about here how the way you eat can affect your speech. Sometimes a person eats and he's eating the wrong types of foods. And these foods, what happens is these foods trap his speech. The word the garon, the garon in, 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 um, in Hebrew is the neck, correct? The back of the neck is exactly where all of the klipot are, where all the negative hasul are. So the hardest thing is when we can't speak, sometimes the speech is stuck where? In the back of the neck. So we have to take it from what? The back of the neck to the front. So a lot of times is connected to the, what, what, what we eat and how we eat. Very, very important. Our prayer and our, and, our, and our diet, believe it or not, 
are very, very, very connected. That's why our sages say that sometimes fasting is a way to rectify a person's negative speech. You could see what happens when we fast. We fasted on Yom Kippur. Of course, parts of the time you were tired, but then you got a burst of energy. Amazing. Not only did you get a burst of energy, but look at the clarity you had. I mean, when I fast, first, obviously, it's difficult, and you get those cravings. But after those cravings pass, you get a burst of clarity, like you're on Ritalin, for God's sake. Because what happens? You could see what happens, what, what food does to a person's, a person's mind. It clouds, it clouds his mind. Where when you fast, you overcome that, and you clarify the speech, and you also clarify the mind. People speak about today about uh, intermediate fasting and all that. And what's the difference between diet and a fast? When you fast, you're making a decision. That's it, I'm not eating. How come it's so hard for people to keep diets, yet Yom Kippur, they do it? And you're trying to, hey, try to work on the diet. It's like, it's like impossible. Because when you fast, you make a decision. When you make a decision, you go all in. You can see the difference. Rabbi Nachman says here, a strong craving for food is an avenue that leads to arguments. It's a result in insults and shame. But when you conquer your craving, you're worthy of peace. And that means you're connected to the truth. So again, we all are in pain. Each one of us has things that we're going through. And the biggest comfort thing in life is food. Just like for people, the Yetzirah, I would say in this generation, is marijuana. It's the Yetzirah. Because it's legal, it's okay for people to think it's okay for you, and yet it's destroying people's lives and stopping their growth. The same thing with food. It's legal. Nobody's going to arrest you for eating food. But what it's doing to your soul what it's doing to your soul is it's stopping the growth. So you have to understand, if the food is putting you to sleep, you're eating the wrong food, you have to eat less. And an indication whether you ate properly or not is if you have energy after the meal. If you have energy after the meal and you're still going on, good. But if you're eating and that food is putting you to physical sleep, then you're eating way too much and unfortunately, this brings judgment. It knocks off Amuna and all that. So what a person should do, he should do, is first, he has to recognize the leverage behind it. How much is it costing you? It's costing you a lot. It's costing you your weight. It's costing you your energy. It's costing you, imagine you're getting married to somebody, and all of a sudden, the person gets comfortable. They let themselves go. It costs the person's marriage too. Very important to have energy for your spouse. Not, you can't just say, I, oh, I found my zivug, zay gesund, you eat what you want. It can't be that also. You wouldn't want that done to you. Okay, I'm comfortable now, I can do what I want. No, person's married doesn't mean he can get comfortable. That's one of the biggest mistakes people make, is they get married, okay, I'm good, that's it, I found my zivug, comfort, and, and you, a person stops watching what he eats, and he, and he doesn't, it's, remember, you're married for your spouse. Not just you got married and that's it. You signed the deal that, okay, everybody does what they want. It's also, I've seen that all the time happening. That the person gets married, they get very comfortable, and they let themselves go. How about your spouse? What do, how about the, your spouse doesn't let yourself go? 
You have to be very, very careful with that. And this is all connected to emotional eating. So again, the rewards for it, miracles will happen. You're going to have more energy. You're going to have better speech. You're going to have more contemplation. Obviously, 90% of our serotonin comes from our gut. You're going to think differently. Your decision-making differently. And all of these things, don't think that you can do it by yourself. First, before we beat any addiction, before we even try to beat an addiction, or before we try to beat anything, first thing we need to do is the following. We need to first thank Hashem for this addiction. Thank Him for it. Because that addiction brought you closer to Hashem. Number one. Now you're dependent upon Him. The second, the second thing you need to do is you need to ask Him for help. Then attempt to work on your diet. Never try the opposite. What people are trying to do is they're trying to do it without building a Kaylee for the new for that for, for the for, for the new you. You hear me? Never do it the opposite. First it has to be preparation of building a vessel through desire. Hashem, I want to serve you more. I want to have more energy. I want to wake up earlier in the morning. I can't wait. Look, I'm waking up at too late. Why? Because I don't have energy. I don't have energy because I'm not in the right shape. That means everything you do should really be elevated to serve God. You're working out, you're working out so you can have strength that you wake up to walk to, to, to do his bodhidut at 5 o'clock in the morning. Then all of a sudden you take very mundane things in life and you be, they become elevated. Instead, it's very important to take the mundane things in our lives, Rabbi Nachman says, and to elevate them. How do you do that? You go to work, Hashem, Please, please provide me so I'm able to give. Let me receive in order to give charity. Everything has to have a spiritual connection to it. If we have a spiritual connection to everything we do, then the, the things we do will become blessed. But if it's just to, for me to acquire more money and just to, for the ego to, to, to drive a nicer car, then I lose the spiritual connection. So these are things, this is how you really, a person could really, really become mindful and and it all starts, Rav Nachman says, with food. With food. Food is, nobody spoke about food like Rav Nachman. I don't think you're going to see in Chassidut anybody. Literally, Rav Nachman has 15 Torahs about food. And one of the things that helped me also, comprehending things, I, I don't eat meat, and I'm going to say you shouldn't eat meat, but a lot of things slow you down. You have to recognize we don't want to eat foods that slow you down. If it's slowing you down, it's going to affect your speech, it's going to affect your energy level, it's going to affect your thought. We don't want to eat too many foods at one time. Because again, overdigestion leads to exhaustion. And remember, when we pray, whenever we do things, we want to have one thing, we want to be mindful. We want to have kavana. We want to have our heart, and we want to have our mind in the same place. That's what causes Shefa. What causes Shefa to come down from heaven, what causes blessings to come down from heaven, is when the heart and the mind are in the same place. I can have a big lunch and say, Alexa, pray for me. <laughs> it's not going to work. Shem wants your heart and your mind, and he wants you to be conscious. So again, guys, 2020 has been a hell of a year, as will be 2021 the years come and go. Challenges come. Growth comes. But we don't want, number one, we don't want to stop growth. And also, 
we have to recognize the first sin happened through eating itself. Happened through eating. The first sin happened through eating. So we have to always rectify it through that itself. So may Hashem help us all that first do not attempt to fight an addiction without prayer and without that. Build the desire for it first. Build the desire. Build the desire for energy. When you do that, then you'll be able to do that. Another recommendation that's a little off topic, if you really want to work on your diet, get a trainer, go through a crazy one-hour workout that you can barely breathe, and you're going to see how hard it was for that one-hour workout. And you're going to be in so much pain that you're going to say, there's no way I'm going to blow that workout on a piece of cheesecake. Do you understand? So sometimes if you put hard work into it, the last thing you're going to do is pig out. But if you don't put any hard work into something, it's very easy to pig out. So that's another recommendation. Put yourself through a nice grueling workout and you'll see how mindful you are when you eat because you'll see how much it costs and how, how much effort you have to do to exercise compared to that. All right? Hashem, help us all that we should be zochet to use this holiday of Sukkot to ask Hashem to help you break our desire to eat, which leads to wealth because you're facing the truth, which leads to health, which leads to youth, which leads to absolutely everything. All right? Have a great day.